When will the man come back around? Where, oh, where is Becky Lynch? That's right. We will find out soon and get the answer to that on today's episode of Sports Keto Wrestling Top Story. Plus, Alexa Bliss, what happened to the plans with her uh, before WrestleMania? How come she wasn't at WrestleMania? Is she aggravated about her current creative direction in WWE? And when could we see her again? Plus, two major wrestling forces could be teaming up in a massive way. Could we see one of the biggest cross-branded pro wrestling shows ever in North America with New Japan Pro Wrestling and All Elite Wrestling? Plus, All Elite Wrestling, they're banning certain wrestling signs at their shows. Can't hold up that sign. And Ric Flair's getting back in the ring? We're going there. Watch out, watch out, watch out, watch out! When I say watch out, you say watch out, watch out. Watch out. <laughs> there we go. We had, that was a new one. We had, we had to work on that. <laughs> I sprung that on you. What's up, everybody? If you're with us for the first time, go ahead and hit the like button. Go ahead and smash the subscribe and all those good, good things. Uh, if you haven't done so already, go ahead and also subscribe to our audio podcast, which is available. You get this same show, Top Story, five days a week, plus Vince Russo with us every single Monday night. After Monday at Raw, Dutch Mantel after Rampage and SmackDown, plus exclusive pay-per-view post shows, The Bro Show with Vince Russo and DD. Wow. exclusive interviews just a whole bunch of stuff here we're dropping one uh, we have one up now with mark henry which has already made some waves in the wrestling world he had a lot of interesting things to say about that we have a lot of news to get to on this episode wwe all eat wrestling couldn't decide, Japan. Well, I, I couldn't decide what to cover because there's so much news cody had an amazing interview with uh with ryan satin mm-hmm. becky lynch is out there triple h opened up and talked about nxt 2.0 so we got a lot to get into kevin but let's get into this becky lynch story Let's get right into it. Becky Lynch uh, had a massive match at WrestleMania. She dropped the title to Bianca Belair, maybe one of the best matches of the weekend for WWE, and probably uh, maybe one of the better builds, especially for the women on this year's WrestleMania. Some people say quite superior to the Charlotte Flair, Ronda Rousey path to Mania. But what's going on with her? Where is she? We haven't heard anything about what her current role is in WWE post-WrestleMania. We do know that she was involved, at least, or present, at the WWE tapings after WrestleMania, but nothing since. What is the latest? So Becky Lynch, as you guys know, has not been on TV since her loss at WrestleMania 38 against Bianca Belair, where Bianca Belair became the Raw Women's Champion. She has been doing some stuff on the weekends, like at Saturday Night Main Events, at the live events. But over the weekend, we had a message on Twitter from the WWE account uh, and it reads, and, and I, she she was asked why haven't she why hasn't she been on TV? And she says, "quote It's been three years since the last time I walked out on Raw without the championship. I'm not ready to walk out on Monday Night Raw without my championship. I always have a plan. That's why I'm here in Syracuse because I'm going to win back my championship. I will walk out tomorrow night on Monday Night Raw as your new women's cha- uh, Raw Women's Champion." Uh, we saw that didn't happen because in that matchup, uh, Bianca Belair was able to retain in that triple threat match over the weekend. Uh, but yeah, Becky Lynch is uh, off TV. She's she's frustrated because she doesn't have the title really still playing into that character. But at least we got to hear a little bit from Becky. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm still active out there on live events. So it isn't to say that she isn't involved with anything. But if you don't have anything for her on television right now, why rush mm-hmm. it, right? 
Exactly. Uh, it is worth noting, you know, we're only a few weeks away from WrestleMania back last year. And, uh, you know, what is the path here for Bianca Belair? Uh, she's a big name. Did not have Becky Lynch on the show would kind of be odd. Uh, but I also don't think I don't think with the biggest names with the women, especially since the women have been so, and more upgraded and certainly have a lot more uh, playing time. And sometimes they're main eventing the shows or closing up the television shows. And they're obviously spending a lot more money to bring in big names like Ronda Rousey the past years. We see so many of those top tier women, like the top four or five, they all kind of circle around the two different women's titles. Correct. Yeah. Why not just get away from doing that? Can we just have a, a an issue that doesn't involve a title? Does everyone have to chase a belt all the time? Well, I mean, I mean, that's why that's what they built over the last five years after this version of the brand split and having mm-hmm. two separate champions, two separate shows, which is uh, which it worked it worked fine for those last five or six years, but now it looks like we're moving into the area where mm-hmm. you know both titles are going to be uh, unified. We saw that with the WWE and Universal. Now it looks like the tag team titles are next. Could it be the women's champion next? I I wouldn't mind seeing it. I would, you know, change things up. Sometimes going back to where things were, like it was, you know, 10 years ago where there was only one brand for a few years with a champion going on both brands, that's fine. I think I, that that works for, for a little bit. We just got to experiment and see what, what, what makes sense. Lisa's saying, in another word, she's a poor sport. She's just a poor sport, bitching and moaning. She can't take a, take a big loss. She can't take it on the chin. Cassie chiming in saying she needs to stop bitching and work her way back to the championship like everyone else. Uh, so Cassie with some hot takes here. I like people keeping it kayfabe. I'm okay with that, too. I don't mind. I, I love every single one of you that are watching right now. I see 147 of you watching. I only mm-hmm. see 24 likes, so smash that like button, guys. Smash Come on, here we go. Like button. One. React to the shoot. One. Two. two three. three. Boop, 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 boom. Flood it. it. There do we it go. Now. All right. Put, we put the, the laugh emojis. You know what to do. The angry seconds. emojis. I want yeah. you guys to really interact with the show and share the show in your favorite uh, in your favorite wrestling group. By the way, guys, I'm going to start referring to all of our viewers as the Watch Out Army. You guys are the Watch Out Army. Whoa. When I say watch, you say out. Watch. Watch out. Watch. There we go. We're, we're, we're going to make it a thing. <laughs> we're going to make it a thing. Like like Fetch. Fetch is going to become a thing, and Watch Out Army is going to become Stop a Stop trying to make Fetch a thing. It's never going to happen. <laughs> Uh, so let's get right into this other story following up here. Uh, Alexa bliss. What is going on with her? Plenty coming out with her in a Fightful select report today about what her status is. We had those vignettes where she was going through therapy and they're kind of getting her out of the supernatural world and trying to bring her back to the mix. She was on the elimination chamber pay-per-view and then she got married. So I guess that makes sense. You know, she wants to get off television, go on her honeymoon, but what's going on here? What's, what's her status moving forward with WWE? Cause it seems like there's some tension here. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on with Alexa Bliss. Uh, uh, as of right now, what we know from a Fightful Select report, she's been off TV over the last few months, but it came a little earlier than expected. Uh, Fightful was informed back in Jan- in January that up to there was nine vignettes that had been filmed for Alexa Bliss uh, return to the ring in WWE programming after being sidelined after, for several months. They culminated in her competing in Elimination Chamber match, but we're told that even as of that point that there was no substantial creative direction for Bliss. Talent, creative, and higher-ups that Fightful spoke to said that it became known Bliss voiced her displeasure in the days following the Elimination Chamber about her creative direction or lack thereof. Despite her not appearing at WrestleMania, 
on the WrestleMania card. Creative was told that she was willing to work on the show, and there were pitches to involve her in the Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair's match that were quickly shot down. Uh, they weren't able to confirm if those pitches came from Bliss or from someone within Creative. They were also told that by the end of February, it was pretty well determined internally that Bliss would not be featured in WrestleMania. Uh, those that Fightful spoke to say that the priority of booking Bliss shifted significantly after the vignette. Uh, talent and creative were also told that Bliss was very transparent about, about frustration, about nothing of substance that had been booked after being out of action for half a year. Talent that also heard from the, from, from the situation said that there was also discussion backstage that Bliss had voiced that directly to McMahon, to Mr. Vince McMahon. Uh, she's still listed as the number two babyface of Raw on the internal depth charts of the last week, and they haven't been informed on if there being any imminent plans for her return. And as of right now, we do know that she is still on her honeymoon. Um, I think this is more she's on a honeymoon, and and maybe she didn't like what they were what they were offering there on the plate, and she didn't think she was going to have a prominent role at WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. It's worth noting there was no battle royal this year for the women. At WrestleMania, you had those two pre-shows with no big match. I think that would have been an okay position to be on. Those aren't the worst positions of spot, spots for people to be in. Uh, Stacy chiming in here. Big Stay saying, I like creepy Alexa Bliss. She's a super popular character. She's still a very, very popular character. I see a lot of fans who are just kind of like into WWE casually and watch around the Royal Rumble that she's a name that they bring up consistently. So the fact that she wasn't on WrestleMania... It was a glaring omission, you know, and this was somebody that was in a position ready to go as far as we knew. But mind you, she was getting married right after it. What would you do with her if they weren't going to roll into the next show? Uh, and it's also interesting that she hasn't been brought back. She's not going to be back for a while now. She's on a honeymoon. Mm -hmm. So I don't think we're going to see it. She, now I don't I don't expect she's enjoying that time. She's enjoying that time. Yeah. I, I mean, we'll get her sometime in the summer, I would assume. It, and, and see what her status is. Um, but I mean, do you do you keep her on Raw? Is it still a presence to have her on? Do we try to roll the whole Bray Wyatt thing with her still and, and keep it all creepy and stuff like that? And a lot of things they did with her more adaptive to the Thunderdome. It's worth noting a lot of that occurred in the Thunderdome. There was not stuff that happened in front of fans. A majority of that was not in front of fans. So they leaned on doing all the gaga and the backstage segments and the playground yeah. stuff and the special effects and throwing fireballs. And, you know, it's also worth noting she's wrestled less than a dozen matches in the last year and a half, had some different injuries and different stuff like that. And they were, I mean, her at the elimination chamber felt like a really special thing. Cause she hadn't been on pay-per-view in like a super long time. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's, so it's also very interesting, right? Because on raw, the, the, the roster is so stacked on the men's side and on the women's side. Uh, so right now, if I'm if I'm booking Alexa Bliss and I want her to have a fresh start on her return, I'd probably want her to be on SmackDown just because uh, after Ronda Rousey, what's left for Charlotte? Uh, Alexa Bliss could be that person. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, let's get into this major news. Uh, it's been brewing over the weekend. Ringside News breaking this story. And I can tell you I was at New Japan Pro Wrestling's Windy City Riot on uh on saturday i will be clear and, and say that there are things i know that i cannot talk about but i will talk about this story and so please don't pry me for this or anything like that there are things i am but aware kevin of. you said yes 
But you, you said this. Said I'm not saying anything. You we're said only, this, Kevin. You said we're this. Only, we're only going to go with this report here that we're aggregating from our friends over at Ringside News. Okay, so Ringside News reports that the big planned Tony Khan's next big announcement, right? That they, 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 they use, uh, you know, prone to playing with here is that All Elite Wrestling, who has a standing partnership with New Japan Pro Wrestling, New Japan features several All Elite names, most prominently John Moxley, who headlined this sold-out show. I can tell you this this show was very profitable. For a show that was in front of not an arena crowd, it was in a different venue, a venue called the Odeon that ECW ran a lot in suburban Chicago. It was very, very profitable financially for what the show was. So the show runs well. He defeats Will Ospreay. And there was some hope in the building and a rumbling in the building and, and people I was talking to. And then Ringside News kind of uh, breaks this story the day of. And there's no announcement at this show. The show New Japan Pro Wrestling's Windy City Riot aired on Fight TV. It'll be on New Japan World, their streaming service, uh, very, very soon if it is not there already. Um, and I was expecting maybe an announcement that night that they were or they would maybe drop a major hint and say they're doing something with all elite wrestling, but there was nothing. Now it seems like we're going to get that announcement on a, on a much larger platform in terms of reach. Pay-per-view is different. You're going to reach a lot more people on television. Uh, with uh, Tony Khan announcing a major show, pairing up the powers of all elite wrestling and New Japan Pro Wrestling. This has been wanted by both sides, apparently for a long, long time. And that this show will go down in Chicago, one of the most hottest and most reliable wrestling markets in the United States, and if not the world. New Japan uh, has run here before. Obviously, this is their first show. They just did this past weekend on their own, away from anyone else. Uh, but they've ran with New Japan talent at All In. Okada was on that show as well. Uh, so that was an eventful thing. And then we've had different New Japan talent in different roles on shows. Tatsuya Naito has done independent events here with AAW. So it, it will draw. Now, where do you run this show? Uh, I can tell you there's a lot of rumblings of what arenas it could be in. It's probably one of three venues you could see this show in. The, if you had the, to predict, if you had to predict, what do you where do you where do you put this show? There's a handful of places that you could, but if you had to pick, Kevin. I have to be selective about what I know. So then does a predicting oh. prediction you know be so uh, no, I'm not I'm not trying to play with anybody here either. So it, it, this show is supposed to go down at some point in June. That's a high turnover and a quick turnover for when you have double or nothing, which will be uh, Memorial Day weekend. So you have are you asking too much of fans or the fan? You know, you already sold out. Double or nothing is already you already made your money, you know, gatewise on that show. So mm -hmm. now you can offer a different attraction. Are you asking too much? Um, so my thought is they're going to run this at one of three different arenas. The Wintrust Arena, where they ran some dynamites before. They ran two different dynamites there. They also ran the AEW Revolution show there. That is in downtown Chicago. It's a little bit more accessible to people that don't want to drive the hour plus with traffic and all these different other elements out to the Burbs in Schaumburg, which is where the now arena, formerly known as the Sears Center, is. Obviously, they have a lot more of a spiritual connection to the Sears Center. They know they can sell it out. They have a very good relationship with the building. Uh, all In was there. That was the pilot episode. Both the All Outs have been there. Uh, so they have two venues in Chicago, but it's also worth noting the United Center is here. The United Center would be the largest arena they could run. It would be a destination event. You would have people that would come in from New York, L.A., knowing that they're getting AEW versus New Japan in some way. And they did run the United Center before uh, just on the rumor that CM Punk came back. And that was over 
That was over 19,000 people at that show. That's the biggest arena mm-hmm. you can run in the third largest city in the United States. Um, so, uh, you know, Jay Feliciano, someone who, know, who knows this, knows these type of situations, uh, United Center would be the most profitable building they could run. And if New Japan wants to continue to make their mark in the United States and have their exposure, do they want to do it in a smaller building or do they really want to ride with AEW into the biggest building they can? The biggest one they could do is the United Center. Um, but I, 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 something makes me think they go to one of the other arenas that they're a little bit more comfortable with in Wintrust and now Arena, Sears Center. Uh, I'll tell you something, man. If they could nail the United Center, that's going to be a massive deal for New Japan Pro Wrestling uh, just because they, they, that's going to be in a they're going to be able to tap into that untapped market that they've been searching for well, another through thing is AEW we don't, and United Center. It's worth noting the Chicago Bulls are in the playoffs right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, they're in the first round. They did lose the first game. They play at the United Center. But we also they, don't, don't – I mean, we, we also yeah. don't have a rumored date for this, or do we? Late June. Late June. Well, the playoffs will be over by then. Yeah. So, you know, what? what's the availability of the building? Is anything else running in the building? Uh, there are some concerts and different things like that. It is worth noting both the Wind Trust and the Sierra Center are open on the rumor date of June 23rd. That was the big date that was talked about that I've heard, but I couldn't get anyone. <laughs> I was at the New Japan show. I'll be frank. I was working there in a marketing capacity for uh, a very, very fun mobile game that you should definitely go and get New Japan Pro Wrestling Strong Spirits. Uh, if you want to check, if you want to check out a great mobile game, I was not paid to say that. They're not a sponsor. <laughs> uh, uh, we got a New couple J- people in the in the chat saying uh, Soldier Field. We got Valsai no way. Guari and Jay no Feliciano. <laughs> I mean, Soldier Field would be great, guys, but I, I don't I don't see that being a distinct possibility. There is, if they want to run an open air venue, there is SeatGeek Stadium, which they could do, and that would get they would get um, at least twenty two thousand people there if they wanted to do it, and that's before you even put any fans in the field. So you could do near thirty thousand. Uh, thing is, with Soldier Field, that's sixty five thousand just for football. So you're talking about another eight nine thousand seats, maybe five thousand seats, depending on how you want to arrange it on the field. I, I do you want to run a do you want to run a stadium and not sell at the top tier, but we sell thirty four thousand seats and we didn't sell at a stadium. Or do you want to run, yeah, run the Major League Soccer Stadium that's in the Burbs that no one's running. The Chicago Fire MLS team is not running there. So you could get that building, get a good price on it. It's not an easy building to get into. But fans who want to see this one big destination event will go to it. You can have weather permitting. If things are going to work with you there, who knows? It's going to be a lot of different issues. A lot of different lot of different issues here. Uh, I'm more inclined to think they go to one of those arenas either the Wintrust Arena or the Sears Center, formerly known as Now Arena. The biggest play they would have is the United Center. I guess we're going to have to wait until Wednesday night to see what good old Uncle Tony Khan uh, gives us uh, that news or not. Guys, if you're enjoying the show and enjoying this content, slam that like button. I want slam you guys it. to do that, do that right now. Crush it, smash it. Here we go, here we go. That notification you hit that button. button in three, three, two, one. Boom, hit it. <laughs> Boom, do hit that right it. now and share in your uh, favorite wrestling group if you're watching and tuning in. Uh, by the way, before we jump into our next story here, Kevin, did you get a chance to watch that Cody interview with Ryan Satin today? I did. Um, great interview, is, great interview. They are, they are really letting Cody off the leash here, aren't they? Like, it was, ju- it was a good interview. I, yeah. I don't want to spend too much time on it, but just to kind of give the viewers the gist of it, if you guys haven't uh, uh, had a chance to check it out, he 
dives into everything. He dives into AEW, why he left, and he he talks about he talks about the wrestling media. He talks about good friends of ours, Nick Hausman. He talks about Dave Meltzer. He talks about yep. Mike Johnson and the beef and that at the just everything. It's such a very good interview that I think all the only person that could have done this interview was Ryan Satin with Cody. It was a really good interview. It was a very good interview. Um, it is worth noting there wasn't too much he broke that wasn't newer. There was simply just exactly, added insight yes. to things. So, uh, but it is if you're if you enjoy following this new version of Cody or at least this reinvigorated version or certainly this this AEW version of a character on WWE television, that's what it is. You're very much mm-hmm. getting something that got got its biggest juice in AEW and now is on WWE television. Uh. You know, there's a lot of things he kind of added more insight to in terms of him not being feeling like I just don't, I don't think I was the right guy to be an EVP. Uh, he added, I'm the best wrestler in the world, and this is where I can do those biggest matches, and this is where I can have all these different opportunities, and that's why I'm here. Uh, it was very. Uh, he's also he keeps doing this. We just put up an episode of the Bro Show with Vince Russo and DDP, and they cover The Rock Reigns developed wrestlemania rumbling and that episode is up now it's on our podcast feed it's on our video feed you can watch it it's on our youtube uh, but they also talk about these banned words that cody is saying you're not supposed to say superstar he's saying pro wrestling a lot he he said wwe universe and they made a joke about it about how he's he saying says the, the championship belt a belt holds the, up your pants yeah so that was something that happened with him in the miz and they, they kind of joke about that but also like he's doing this and it doesn't seem like he has any like, Oh, I'm so sorry. Or is any, any refrain from what he's going to, or those things that you're not supposed to do when you're in WWE in terms of like words and stuff like that. I think which, they're doing it on purpose with him. I think they're, I think they're, they're, they're yes. really utilizing that AEW character who is an anti WWE guy, the guy that doesn't like saying pro uh, that doesn't like to say us uh, WWE superstar, but pro wrestler instead of universe, mm-hmm. or he said he likes to say fans or instead of titles, he likes to say belts. So I think that's part of his character, which probably why people are going to start, uh, getting more on this Cody bandwagon, man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, Ricky's right. We're gonna have to start saying pro soap opera stars. They are, <laughs> they are, they are pro sports entertainers. They are, professional, they are professional sports entertainers. Uh, so this is a little bit of a, I, I wouldn't call this a major story, but it's certainly one that you just don't hear about with AEW. Is They are so driven by the, the, the fan base that is so ferocious for everything they do. You do hear about some fans doing some ridiculous things at their shows uh, in terms of language and chants and jokes and all these different things. And you see people trying to get way too clever with these signs here. Someone got didn't get clever with the show. They got with their signs. They got pretty political uh, with the mm-hmm. sign recently. And AEW reportedly banned a fan present at their television tapings this past weekend from holding up a sign, which had a very, very overt political statement on it. Uh, that didn't have anything really to do with wrestling. Uh, this fan was told, you can't hold up any more signs. You are you are banned from doing that. Though the fan noted in the Twitter that he was treated very nicely. He didn't he didn't feel like he was yeah. mis like he like he, he understood what he was I doing and you, he just told him to stop. I bet you anything if it was at a WWE show, he'd be like, Oh my god, they treated me like absolute garbage and this and that. But I mean, that's just are, wait, are you implying that are you implying that there's a double standard? What me never uh, but just to kind of give you guys a little bit of perspective on what this guy was talking about. And, and, and again, he was being very political, uh, but mm-hmm. he did have some signs that said that were pro-choice signs that read end forced motherhood. 
Uh, he had some other uh, stuff on there that said Ethan Page spends his per diem at Dan Flashes. I don't know what that is. I'm not sure if that's a strip club. Um, and then he has another one. My Adam is bleeding with a picture of uh, a male genitalia on the floor bleeding. Mm-hmm. So it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's, you know, it's controversial stuff that was caught on TV. But at the same time, see, like, all, AEW really shouldn't be banning these things. They really should have caught this in the in the entry, right? If the, how do you if, how do you catch it though? How do you catch it unless you go well, through everyone's signs? This guy. Well, it's I mean, also worth noting if, if you look if you look this up. The guy had a stack of signs. He had like a exactly. Stack he should have gone through the stack of signs. They should have stopped. Uh, okay, let me let me review this. Okay, I mean I don't know. I, I don't know where you draw the the. I mean the freedom of speech here. I mean well, it gets, also it gets there political isn't, really there isn't quick. Really align with it because there's just decency. Like there's just yeah. like you don't go in. Uh, I'm sorry. In the height of the attitude era. People had hundreds of signs. You would see the big opening of Monday at Raw or the big opening of Nitro, and half the crowd was signs. Signs aren't as in vogue as they once were. And part of this is because people have their phones with them. And you want to take your phone out and you just want to take your picture and you don't want someone holding up a sign in front of you because you want to fill your Instagram feed or your Twitter feed or send pictures to your friends say, oh, I'm at Raw or I'm at AEW, I'm at Dynamite or I'm at uh, WrestleMania, whatever, right? We were doing it the whole weekend at WrestleMania. Yeah. So the idea of someone having a res- a wrestling sign up in front of you right now, especially when you have kids now too, um, and when in the time in the 90s, I guess it made sense. People weren't taking photos like that, maybe a little bit here and there. Now people would get – you would get mad if people had that many signs in front of you. Uh, but I guess at AEW, it's a very smart-ass thing. It's a very like uh, alternative brand where everyone's trying to outsmart each other. The guy got a little bit too smart for his britches, and AEW reeled him in. I have no issue with his political statement. It's not a matter of what he said politically. It's not even that much of a, a harsh political statement. I just think yeah. it's the platform of them where he decided to use yes. the political statement. Yes. Right? Yes. Right? And, 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 like, and like, it's just like some of the people in the comments. Like, for example, Lori, politics doesn't belong in entertainment. Uh, no, I wouldn't say politics doesn't belong in entertainment. That, that's not a fair thing to say because I think there's a there's a line. There's a way you do it. If this is a guy who had, and I saw it, he had like a stack of signs. So he's really trying his ass off to get on the internet and, and do something. It's like, it's one thing if you want your sign up there, you want one or two signs. You can say you're a fan of somebody or MGF sucks or, you know, uh, Maxwell Jacob Fakeman or whatever, you, whatever you want to do. You know what I mean? Like, and one of his signs, like my anus is bleeding. Like he was, my, my Adam is bleeding. That's the bit. He's playing off of a meme from years ago, right? So everything's like super clever. You have these other people that like do these weird things. It's like Final Fantasy VIII was the best Final Fantasy. And like they hold that sign up on TV. And it's like, okay. You know, and like I get it. Let's, but like, who not, is this? Let's not, start, let's not start that argument in the chat because I'm sure people will have. I don't care. That. Here's the thing I don't care. And other people are words. wasting. I don't care. Exactly. I don't care. I don't care. I, don't care. I, want, I, want, I want really high pitch with that. Like, fans I don't care. like this. Here's the thing I do silly stuff at wrestling shows. I enjoy uh, doing the two. I really love yelling two, right? Oh, dude. And- I, did, I used to love it over here in the NXT because NXT started the two. Sweet. Yeah. You know, that was fun. Sure. But if it becomes too much and it becomes annoying, we all know where the line is. You know, we all know where it is. And there's like always somebody that doesn't. Th- yes, there's always someone who doesn't know where that line is, and they don't know how not to cross it. 
because they just want to be the coolest person who did the, they all want to be, and this is, I love botchmania. I've met Matthew. He's a wonderful guy. They all want to be a botchmania type guy. They all, they all want to, you know, pop that pop smarks and stuff like that. And sometimes guys, you got to throw some cold water in these guys laps. All right. You have to do it. You got to pour a drink in somebody's lap sometime. All right. Because this isn't a platform for them. And I'm guilty of saying stupid stuff during a wrestling show and chanting dumb things. But I also know, even really, as Kevin, a comedian... What's the, what's, the, what's the most stupidest, dumbest thing that you've ever said at a wrestling show? I... I uh, if, I, it dep- if I'm covering a show, so you and I are in the press box. I'm not going to do anything there. But my brother was at the show at WrestleMania. So I go down and watch part of the show with him. When I'm down with them, we're chanting ridiculous stuff and yelling. But I don't want to do anything that's like distracting. You know what I mean? Like if I do something and some people laugh next to me, great. Or they do something and they laugh at me. Great. But if it interrupts like the finish of a match, then that's stupid. You know what I mean? Like It'd be like, you know, it's one thing if you're like watching a movie, but you don't like step on a joke. You know what I mean? Is that fair to say? Like, you got to know how to call your shot. Exactly. Read the room. Uh, I, I, I enjoy heckling children. I did that prominently. (laughs) <laughs> uh, Money in the Bank 2011. I enjoyed heckling children very much. So oh, you're they sad. Wanted... You're sad that John yes. Cena lost. Yes, and I uh, and any time that CM Punk was in a hold, I said this is outrageous, and that they should get the Illinois State Athletic Commission to get down to that ring and get a real referee. <laughs> and um, yeah, so I, I was no, just no, I was cheering nothing, the heels. N- nothing like grabbing by the dick or twist his dick or, yes. or nothing like that, right? Yeah. Oh my god, when, when are we when are we gonna put out our dumbest? Thing? I, we I we made know. a that's, video. That's not up to me, but I saw one online that this guy's like filming a selfie, and the guy's like twist his dick like the, oh. as loud as he can. Like why? It's a wrestling show, dude. Why would you? And the guy's like looking at why would you want him to twist his dick? Twist his dick. <laughs> let's see what fans are thinking about this this, this has been quite the topic people yelling at me final fantasy 9 for life um and other people think uh uh here we go laurie's laurie following up with us here but i'm not watching wrestling to even think about politics i just want entertainment it's true uh, but you know what art reflects the world we live in so that, that's why i don't think you should limit what art can do what stories you can tell. So I think that's kind of, so because then it's censorship. Then you're just saying, I can't go here or something like that. I understand that. There's some things I don't want to see in wrestling either, but I don't want to tell someone they can't tell a story they want to try and tell. So who knows? By if, the way, if Kevin's... that was, if that was true, we wouldn't have the undertaker. I don't want to see a dead guy. Ooh, I'm scared true, of uh, spooky stuff. You know, the same idea. By, so, by the uh, way, speak, have... speaking of stories, speaking of stories here, we got a story here by Ric Flair. Who's trying to reignite his own story inside of the ring here, man. Oh, man, look at this. So this video goes a little bit viral. Uh, Jay Lethal, of course, has history with Ric Flair. Uh, most prominent thing that Rick did, I think, in TNA, in his TNA run, he did a wild match with Mick Foley where they beat the crap out of each other and blood buckets and all these different things. And this is after Rick retired from in-ring action WWE. Uh, and obviously financially the situation was he wanted to keep performing and make a lot of money and be on television. And another big uh, thing in there is uh, he was doing goofy stuff with Jay Lethal. And Jay Lethal had an impression of Ric Flair that was very, very funny. And they did this infamous segment. Uh, as we see Rick here, bump, look at that. Rick's taking a bump there, headlock takeover. He's selling, he's selling with the Toms. He's, he's going to get in the headlock, all the dirty player in the game, all that stuff. Look at Jay, look at Jay selling for him. Jay just selling his ass off for him. Doing a great that job here. Yeah. Stretch him. Working work that A-cam. All right. The 
bump on his side here. Can we see Ric Flair back for one more match? Just I don't one? think we need to. I'm we not saying Ric Flair's bad here. We don't. We don't need to. Nobody needs to, but it'll sell. People will watch it. What is going on here? So we're watching Ric Flair, 70 plus years old, who was walking strutting. Now Rick, Rick, Rick's taking a handful of bumps here, but this is a lot of sizzle and steak stuff here. And this was done in a gym. There's just him and Jay Lethal. Uh, Jay, Jay took care of him there too. It's worth noting. Jay was, a, you know, Jay's one of a consummate professional. Um, what was the point of that? Because what was up, the man. point of Rick up. doing that? I'm telling you, man. Maybe he's gearing up for one more, just one more, just one more in AEW. I, I you, I've I've been on the thought that you couldn't have gone out better than you could have in 08. Oh, he no, he had a great send off in 08, but just one. I bet you he's thinking about it all the time. And just one more, just one more, just one more. Who knows? Maybe it's just to get people talking. Maybe he's not doing anything right. But uh, I'm glad that he he got to do it with Jay Lethal. Jay Lethal took very good care of him. He looks really good. I mean, even just taking those bumps. Yeah, uh, uh, Vlatsla Tuiri in the chat saying. Uh, 73 years old looks crazy for 73 years old. You know, that's mm-hmm. insane. There's also worth knowing a guy broke his back like in the, in the early 80s, was never supposed to wrestle again, had vertigo, had all these different he's wrestled for that long, you know, was in a coma, you know, uh, had all these different heart issues, all this different stuff. Um, uh, people ask me, why, why, why are training videos? Ask, you, you have more heart. information about this. Asking the hard-hitting questions here of Eric Calavera watching us on YouTube. Serious question, why is all training videos with a ring in like a storage unit? I'll tell you this, Eric, because I trained at several different places, and most training facilities are at warehouses with no AC most of the time. I would say about 90% of the time there's like no AC in there. It's just this big or tiny garage where the, where the wrestling ring is cramped and everybody's just rotating. It's It's not that luxurious. It's not a training facility like the Performance Center or – the you know the factory or none of those places right but uh yeah, but yeah most a... most of these schools most of these schools yeah. are just kind of like in a warehouse and the reason you do a warehouse is because the ceiling's high enough for you to jump so you know yeah. you're not like going into anything and stuff like that too that's the thing mm-hmm. i've always been told um i know for a while pro wrestling tees which makes all the merchandise for all the wrestling ring of honor aew uh they had a training school within the facility they had there but it just took up too much space but they had it there because they had high ceilings and it was like oh look at this we have the space there's already enough people who work in wrestling that want to you know train here so there that was a reason i was hurt it was just you have to do it somewhere where you have a high enough ceiling mm-hmm. and enough space and you have you have space around the ring but then you saw like even when they did tough enough there was times when they would go and you'd be like two feet away from like the wall and stuff like that all right so oh, the place i do... used to train at the wall was pretty much flush with the ring at some parts of the wall. So like the back wall, and let's say you're looking at a cam, the back, the back wall was right up against the ring. Right. And mm-hmm. then on the sides, it was probably maybe four, four or five of give on the left and maybe like two or three on the right. It was so narrow. It was terrible to work in dude. So when you go, when you go on the ropes and you go on the ropes on that one side of the wall, Whoa. are you always worried about like whacking your head on? Oh, the, on dude, the I always, I, I, that's why I always kept my elbow back because that way I would let my elbow kind of give me the guide if I need to go, you know, a little bit harder or not. Oh. So if my elbow's touching the wall, I know I, 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 this, I went further enough. This is why I talk about wrestling. 
my head's too big. You know what <laughs> nah, I mean? No, nah, dude. I'll tell I'll tell every single one of you if you have dreams and aspirations to be a pro wrestler, it is hard, but it is worth it if you can make it. It is the hardest thing I ever did. And I was an athlete. I played football in high school. I did wrestling in high school, and it was the hardest thing I ever did. Physically, like uh, athletically. Physically, yeah. physically and mentally because you know, the next day, you know, when you're going for the next day, you're super sore, you're hurt, your, your hips hurting, you can't walk straight, and you still got to take bumps. And then you got your coach yelling in your face about it, about if you're not, if you're not going to be able to do this, just pack up and get out of here. You know, so it's like, you got to take it serious or not. If you're not going to take it serious, uh, don't do it. Uh, some little rumblings here, some little stories before we wrap up. Uh, Triple H speaking uh, recently uh, as he's starting to make the roads here a little bit more. He spoke with Chris Vanini of the Atlantic about uh, NXT superstars like Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish, Keith Lee, Andrade El Hidio, and Malachi Black joining the AEW fold. He said, I like all those guys. They helped us get where we needed to get, and I'm thankful for it. The truth is there was a period of time where we were trying to build NXT. We built NXT. Then we were trying to build a brand that could get a television show and sustain it. All those names helped us get there. Whether anybody believed or not, they fit Raw or SmackDown. Those aren't necessarily my decisions solely, and they're they're Vince's decisions and the fans' decisions. Then we can continue to do business with them. Maybe we can do business with them again. Uh, He says, so he's kind of talking about the people leaving NXT changing. If they have great gigs, I'm happy for them. I stay in touch with almost all of them. I like to think they came into us and we taught them a lot and got them a higher level where they learned to do television, how to be professionals, and all of that successful here. At some point, they might come back to us or they might never because they don't fit our brand as well. But that's okay. Uh, they got us to a certain place, and I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for that. They're off to different things, but that doesn't stop the train. People leave football teams, move to different teams all the time. It's great. It's pretty, I you like, know. I like the fact that he answer. wasn't. Yeah, exactly. I like the fact that he didn't go out of his way to bash the decisions that were made while he was out recovering from his heart. He surgery. certainly, he certainly, like quietly. I wouldn't say like directly, but, but indirectly. No, exa- like, exactly. That's what I, I didn't he, release these guys. The <laughs> like, I didn't cut them. You know, kind of sprinkled around. It was like it wasn't me, right? It wasn't well, he was me. away. It was, it was these guys. It was, he was away. It was out of yeah. his control. It was that one way or another. It was going to happen with or without him. The timeline just happened to fit perfectly because he had this unfortunate situation with his heart. It was out from surgery, and that's when they decided to pull the trigger. So um, it, it, it was going to happen one way or other. Also, WWE uh, taped these in January when I was uh, uh, at the hotel space they were using in, for Royal Rumble uh, the weekend of St. Louis. And I'd heard rumblings that uh, Kurt Angle was there. I saw him there. I know Otis was there. So it appears that they are indeed part of the uh, the library of different things they're adding to the, the Peacock WWE Network deal. And that'll include a new season of Table for Three, which features the Alpha Academy, Otis and Chad Gable with Kurt Angle. Uh, that's a pretty interesting episode. Uh, that's pretty cool. Uh, they also have uh, some more, uh, including AJ Styles with Hall of Famer Sting and Jeff Jarrett. Uh, you know, that that's air. That was a season finale from 2019, if you're looking for a more recent episode. But looks like they taped some new stuff for Table for Three, which is a pretty easy show to tape when they get these. These are, these are not complicated to tape. You get someone in. You know when they're going to be there. They know they're there the same weekend that all the talent is there. And they usually tend to tape 
like four or five of these in a session. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to table three for, for three because that, that is a really cool show. It really gives you an in-depth on their stories and what they've done in the past. So I'm really looking forward to see what this taping uh, we're going to get uh, for uh, when it's supposed to drop. Is it supposed to drop in the next month or so? Yeah, pretty soon. Pretty soon. So, you know, uh, the, the, that's about the time as they roll out one of the different documentary series, like maybe a month or two afterwards. If you haven't seen it, WWE Evil, I, I've been watching those. Those, those are really are good. Really good. Really good. Really good. Those really are good. really, good really good. Uh, there is some revisionist history with the Hollywood Hulk Hogan one that's kind of a little like there's some things they just kind of skip over that they don't have to go into. But for the most part, it's it's pretty fair in terms of how they. It's it. very well produced, very well put together, and uh, and I, I, I'm looking forward to to more of them when they do them down the road. Uh, before we head out here, Kevin, I did want to uh, bring about a little bit of uh, connecting the dots from last week's story when it was unveiled that young Joe Anoa'i was on the Young Rock and saying, acknowledge me, while his cousin says, oh, a match like that can't happen until WrestleMania. I got, I, I, I was doing some thinking, some soul-searching, and thinking, like, why would they do this? Why would they do this? Why would they do this, right? Like, but just why? And the only reason is it, it, it's early programming, right? Like, when, when The Rock accepted that match a year in advance and they started slowly building, early programming, what network is Young Rock on? NBC. NBC. What network or what streaming service is WWE partnered with? NBC's Peacock. Peacock. What? What? I'm just saying, connect the dots, guys. Connect the dots. It's the Charlie from It's Always Sunny meme when he comes out and he like shows up all of the different all next, the red lines connect. And next week, next things. week I'll have a, I have a chart analysis behind me and, and explaining why and Dude. why they put this scene at this particular moment in time and why is it relevant for next year's WrestleMania. I don't know if here. this is publicly available, but did you know that The Rock's nephew is Roman Reigns? Actually, it's they his are. Cousin. They're related. They're, They're related. related. They are blood. It's all one family. It's all, it's, one family. it's all one family. I don't know if you knew that. I don't know if you knew that. So a bunch of ridiculous stuff here. We talked about wrestling for over 40 minutes. Did we go over a time? Well, there was a lot of no, that was, we did, but there, to was, cover. there was so much so much news to cover today. So much to cover here, so much to get into here. Uh and if you enjoy this show and you're watching, whether on demand or live, uh, I once again will give you that three second countdown for you to hit a like button or share the link share the link with your wrestling buddies tag them down below if you're watching on demand i jump into the comments after the show is live and jump into the conversation with you guys after the show as well uh, if you like watching some of the show on video but you want to listen to the rest and don't want to you know wear out your streaming stuff like that go ahead and download the podcast get the podcast it is on spotify you want to stream us on apple thank you guys so so much putting us on the charts in the united states india number two in pakistan number one once again in ireland and many many more countries around the world thank you guys so so much we really really appreciate it if you're listening there give us a five-star review on whatever podcast app you're listening on as well uh, a bunch of content for you to check out over on wrestle binge that is wrestle binge two separate words over on youtube that is our new countdown channel i just dropped a video on there about conor mcgregor the notorious conor mcgregor uh talking trash about WWE and all the different things that he said and how people kind of uh, 
clap back at him. Uh, you can check out that video up now as well. Plus, uh, those those dreaded WWE name changes that some fans respond to negatively. How bad are they? What are the worst ones? Why were they the worst? And uh, why are some actually not that bad? We kind of dig into all that. That's all right now over on the WrestleBinge channel that we have as well. And if you haven't done so already, why don't you join the 28,000 plus that have subscribed to Sportskeeda Wrestling on YouTube. So go ahead and do, do that. You can follow Jose. You can follow Jose at Jose underscore G underscore official. You can follow me at Kev Kellum on the Twitter machine. I will be at Zany's Comedy Club coming up May 16th, the world-famous Zany's Comedy Club, which is pretty sweet. Uh, and, and remember, when watching wrestling, do the most important thing. It's critical. Critical to your life in wrestling. You just calm down. You put your sign down. You stop yelling at kids. All right? It's not good for you. And you do what, Jose? You take a deep breath. You exhale. You take a beer. What? what? You take another beer. What? what? And you enjoy wrestling. Yeah. yeah. Talk to him. Watch out, watch out, watch out, watch out.